Welcome to the Teacher Transition Podcast, where we celebrate the amazing things former teachers are now doing outside of the classroom. And where teachers who are considering making a move of their own can find the resources, guidance, and support that they need to take their next steps. I'm your host, Allie Parrish, and I'm so glad that you're here. Hey, you guys, welcome back for another episode. Before we jump into today's topic, I want to send a shout out to two special people. The first one, I'm not going to mention her name. She is in our membership and she is interviewing tomorrow for an incredibly cool job. She would be working with an international education company. She would be traveling to certain schools in her assigned region. She would be working with the administrators, the school leaders, and the teachers to help the school become the best that it can be. She would be doing some training, but largely coaching. And this is for a company where I've worked in the past. So she reached out and in the membership, we've been able to give her individualized coaching to help her understand what the job actually is because we know it can be so hard when you look at a job description you're like what is this role really going to entail and in an interview what are they actually going to ask and how should i respond to that so it's been so awesome to provide her with personalized support and help with this so if you are listening to this today when this comes out your interview is tomorrow and i'm so excited for you you're going to do great and I'm excited to hear how it goes. Okay. The other person that I want to send a shout out to is Callie. Do you guys remember just a handful of weeks ago, I mentioned Callie, who's in the instructional design course, and she was just starting. Well, not only is she still doing a great job with creating portfolio content and getting feedback from others in the course, but she is also already landing interviewing opportunities with some corporations. So Callie, way to go. I love that you're not just applying to companies, but you're actually getting interviews. So that's a great next step. I'm excited to see what comes next. All right, you guys, today's episode. I am so excited for you to hear this because it is one of a kind. It is something that is not addressed very often. And when it is, it's addressed by people that don't necessarily usually know how to do it well. We are talking about how to resign from teaching in a respectful and great way. And our guest today is Bonnie Moore. Bonnie has been a teacher. She's also worked at her school district and organization's central office in so many different positions from training, working with curriculum, and also HR, human resources. So the people that deal with with hiring all the all the things over employees. And she has also been an administrator, a principal. So Bonnie has seen resignation from both sides of the table. Okay. She knows what it's like to be a teacher and to choose to do something else. And she knows what it's like to be the administrator when teachers are choosing to do something else. So she is going to share with you when you need to bring this up with your administrator, how to bring this up, what to say, and what you don't need to say. 
how to be confident in this, and so much more. She's also going to address letters of resignation, what to say, how to say it, okay? And all of these things we are putting into our membership as well so that you can get templates and have this all ready to roll for you, okay? On-demand access to what you need. So without any more hesitation, let's go ahead and hear from Bonnie. Bonnie, thanks so much for being willing to be on the show with us. It's my pleasure, Allie. Really appreciated. Okay, so Bonnie, will you briefly tell everyone about the different roles that you had in education and then retiring and what you do now? In education, I started out as a middle school choral director. And when you do that, you also teach an hour of English or an hour of science or you're the pep squad sponsor or the student council sponsor. Sponsor. So did that for a number of years, was also a music team leader and fine arts department chair, got a second master's, then I taught middle school mathematics and found uh, I loved the combination of music and math, but wanted to go into uh, administration. So my path, I worked at central office or the administration building. Uh, of a school district. And there I worked in professional development. I worked in human resources. I worked in legal and logistics. Um, And I worked in teacher evaluation. And so after five years at central office, I went back out into the schools, became an assistant principal of a middle school, then a principal of a middle school. And had that job uh, for several years, and I then designed and opened a brand new middle school from which I retired. So um, didn't really stay in any one position more than three to five years because I was always looking for that next opportunity. Um, When I retired, I promised myself that I would do number six months that lasted seven weeks and I immediately started my own consulting business because people kept telling me Bonnie you came from education you have a wealth of talent you have all kinds of skills that the corporate world needs and so you need to do this so that's how I got into owning my own consulting and executive coaching business And what I found was those people were right. Coming out of education, I had incredible skills and knowledge and ways to work with adults that were not being utilized in the corporate and nonprofit world. Um, I just had to learn the language. Perfectly said. You know, even just so much that you're saying is, is giving me goosebumps. Even just yesterday, we had some people share in our Facebook group, how they feel like some of their skills are being underutilized, even in the classroom, and they want to be able to contribute them in new ways and kind of feel valued and utilized, appreciated, like they're expanding and growing in new ways, and how it's challenging their sense of self-worth. And I just, hearing you express all of that about, you know, these things were really underutilized in the corporate world and needed in the corporate world, I know 
so many people listening to this need to hear that. So thanks for sharing that. You also mentioned, okay, so you and I connected with ATD, the Association for Talent Development. And for those that are listening or watching to this and who've never heard of that, that's the world's largest talent development, largest training organization. And they had us on as as podcast guests on how to go from being a teacher to becoming a trainer. And one of the things that stood out to me in our conversation was, you know, as they were asking us each about our paths, I explained, I wanted to continue growing and there weren't opportunities in my school district for that. And you said, you know, I wanted to keep growing too. And there were opportunities in the district, but if there weren't, you would have sought them out elsewhere because you've also been an administrator. Have you seen that need in other teachers that were at your schools? Um, and if so, can you provide any insight into how they may have handled that? There's there's a researcher that I refer to sometimes. Her name's Whitney Johnson. And she talks about something called the S-curve, where people enter the field and they're learning a lot and it kind of goes up at like an S incline. And then a handful of years later, they plateau and they get uncomfortable with that and they want to progress. And it sounds like you and I are both kind of that achiever, progressor type. And, and you know, there are many wonderful ways to be. Some people are very content continuing in the classroom and some people want to grow and expand. Um, but it, what she recommends is if you're feeling that plateau, then have a conversation with your administrator about, you know, I need to grow. I need to, I, I'd like to be doing something more. Are there opportunities for that instead of just leaving an organization? Did any of the teachers at your school by chance ever initiate a conversation like that? Or, or how have you seen different people handle their transition beyond the classroom in your role as an administrator? As an administrator, and knowing that I was always moving, I was watching. I was always on the lookout to um, see where teachers were in their career and what they needed next. Uh, whether it was the teachers, whether it was my counselors, whether it was an assistant principal, there are those, as you mentioned, that are happy doing what they're doing and they stayed in the classroom for 30 years, 35 years, and they loved it. And those are the folks that I would seek out opportunities to go find out more about their curriculum, find out more about teaching strategies, find out more about technology so they could grow in those ways. But I had throughout my career, Teachers, counselors, librarians, you know, other administrators who loved what they did for a while and then were ready to move on. Always looking for opportunities, whether it was sending them to a conference, whether it was providing them books to read, whether it was connecting them to other people uh, to help them grow in a different direction. One of the things at my school that we did a lot with were community partnerships. And those folks that were looking for an opportunity to do something different, learn something different, go another direction, they would be asked to head up one of those community partnerships. It gave them the opportunity to see what was out there in the community with corporate nonprofit people while still keeping their jobs. And so it gave them a glimpse into where they could go should they choose to. 
that was beneficial for them, incredibly beneficial for our school on lots of levels. Can you tell um, us kind of what the, I, I'm unfamiliar with what that kind of opportunity would be like. Can you explain kind of what they would do, how it benefited the school and the community? Right. So uh, we had several community partnerships. One was a community partnership with uh, a local uh, technology company. And so several of our teachers worked with those, the technology company, to talk about what they saw were the needs of the students and the parents in their community. So this technology company could provide, they were almost like their focus group. They could provide feedback, real-time data to these folks as they were doing their uh, production, as they were doing their marketing. But then my staff got to see how corporate worked. They got to see, even in a focus group, if that's what they were doing, how they made decisions, the language, uh, different ways of doing things. We did it with several nonprofits so that we took members and integrated them with one of the food banks. And they got to go spend a couple of days a month at the food bank, helping them teach their staff to do things because the folks running the food bank had no educational experience. They didn't know how to train their staff. Well, our teachers did. But then our teachers got to see what the food bank did. They got to see how they could then provide information back to their kids and their parents, how to connect to get what they need. And, and again, it was just a really nice partnership. Um, one of the partnerships that I treasured most was uh, I had a partnership with, uh, it was called then EDS or Electronic Data Systems when I was a principal in Plano. And EDS sat three of my teachers on their community advisory board. And they brought community members on the advisory board to advise them about the feelings of the community. And they wanted educators because they wanted to know where education was going. Uh, they wanted to know what their future employees might look like. What were the struggles that those teachers were having? What were the successes they were having? Well, then my teachers got to see how a real, you know, Fortune 100 company worked. Um, as they say, see the game glam at incredible lunches, but they also got to see how their hands were tied or decisions were made based on the dollar, not the person. Uh, and so those types of community partnerships allowed me to provide those opportunities to those staff members. And it also allowed me to have those experiences by working with them. Wow. That is like real world. It's almost internship experience, doing actual training, really working hand in hand with companies. What a really fantastic opportunity. And the wonderful thing was my school then got volunteers from those companies. EDS committed 25 mentors to 25 of my kids for an entire year because our teachers worked with them. Uh, you know, the food bank, if they have things left over, they drop them off at our school. So our kids would extra after school snacks and things like that. Uh, the technology company um, every year for five years gave us a do monetary donation, which we could use towards doing things for the kids. So it was a win-win for everybody. And so, Allie, 
while I've made the point that as the administrator, I provided those opportunities for my teachers, I want to highlight that teachers can find these opportunities and either do them themselves by volunteering or focusing on things outside the classroom that they're interested in, or they could certainly go to their administrator and say, hey, I have this idea. What about, you know, possibly partnering with this and I'm willing to lead it? That shows the initiative on their part. Then when they are putting their resume together, they can say that they designed and implemented a community partnership or they designed and implemented, which um, really looks good when you're looking at a corporate resume. So I would suggest to all teachers, educators that are looking at making a transition, go for it. Go look at opportunities and make those opportunities for yourself as well. That is so great. I think, um, you know, hearing this from a former administrator can help a lot of people feel like, oh, I have permission. It's okay. You know, the administrator is actually like on my team. They're on my side. I always say, you know, really your coworkers and your administrators, they want what's best for you. And so to not feel guilt or kind of guilt ridden about doing what's of best interest for yourself as well. You're really doing what's of best interest for everyone overall. Who is your personal mentor? Who is providing you with help, support, and guidance in your personal career path? If you don't already have someone in that role, I would be honored and absolutely love to help and support you. If you are currently teaching and you're not sure of what you can do next, or if you were teaching in the past and you're exploring other routes and options, or if you are a teacher who's close to retirement and you're considering different paths for your future, I would love to be your mentor. In our teacher transition membership, when you become an insider, you get instant access to on-demand resources like the Find Your Next Dream Job course for teachers. This helps you identify what you would love to do next, and it helps you land opportunities doing that. You also get instant access to things like the directory of companies that hire teachers and instant access to the Next Job for Teachers interactive guidebook. It shows you the different company types and roles at those company types where teachers thrive next. It links you to current openings at those companies, as well as resources that help you bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be with skills and everything you need to become qualified to land those opportunities. You also receive ongoing training on the topics that our insiders in the membership want to know about most, as well as live support in Q&A coaching calls and support sessions. So regardless of where you are, regardless of where you want to go in the future, our membership is here for you. You don't have to try and figure this out all alone. You're going to do it more successfully and more enjoyably by doing this together. To get all of the details, to see some of the resources and to join, go to teachertransition.com forward slash member. You are welcome to be a part of the membership for as short or as long of a time as you'd like. Again, that's teachertransition.com 
forward slash member, and I look forward to supporting you in your personal path. Thank you so much for the advice of seeking out those internships or opportunities even while you're in the classroom and proposing it to your administrators, as far as building a resume, you know, to be able to say, I did this internship with this corporation or this company. I did the training. I designed these learning resources, things like that is, yeah, that's outstanding. Thanks for that recommendation. Do you also have any advice? I imagine you've seen kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to how teachers go about resigning maybe mid-year, maybe at the end of the year? Have you seen things where you're like, here's how to do it well, and here's how to not do this? Any advice from the perspective of an administrator? If you're going to leave your position, whether you're in the building, you're at central office, wherever, have a plan before you do it. Not that you want to share this plan with anybody other than your immediate family, But having that plan gives you more confidence so that when you walk in to resign, you're not feeling lost. You don't get that, oh, my goodness, am I doing something wrong? Oh, my goodness, if the principal starts talking to me, maybe I'll change my mind. You need to have a plan and be confident about where you are. Secondly, have a sit-down meeting with your direct supervisor. If you are, let's say, if you are an English teacher and you have a team leader or a department chair and then you report to your principal, sit down with that team leader or department chair and say, here's what I'm getting ready to do. I wanted you to know before I go to the principal. And you don't have to explain. You don't have to tell them where you're going. You don't have to tell them why you're doing it. You're just giving them the common courtesy to not blindside them. When you go to your principal or you go to your central office manager or administrator, set up a time, go in, thank them for the opportunities that you've had in the district. Thank them for the opportunities that you've had to learn and grow. Even if you feel like your situation has been negative, you have learned things. You have learned how not to do something. But most people can find some really good in where they've been and they've grown from it. So thank them most those opportunities and that learning, and then just let them know that you've made a decision to move in another direction and that you are changing career paths or you are taking some time off. Be rather vague because that gives you a lot of room and it also makes them realize that you're looking for opportunity. You're not leaving because you're angry and upset and you're going to and you're going to respect the school district. Um, And then immediately follow that conversation with your letter of resignation. Letter of resignation is two or three paragraphs. Paragraph one, thank you so much for all the experience. Paragraph two, you know, um, moving on, my last day will be such and such. And paragraph three, here's my address where you can send any communications that you need to send, you know offer to stay connected in case someone needs additional help. Nine times out of 10, they won't call you, but it leaves that door open. What I find, Allie, is when people don't tell their supervisors and they don't do it face-to-face or they just turn in a one line, I resign as of January 31st, 2015, 
thank you very much. And my name, negative feelings come up. And when people start calling school districts and people want to know about references, those can come back in a real negative form if you have not resigned in a positive, appropriate way. Bonnie, this is invaluable. This is so helpful to hear all this. And it's very rarely, if ever, discussed, you know, especially from an administrator on how to do this well. You know, I, I know I, I didn't want to burn any bridges. I wanted to keep it classy. I really appreciated my district. I didn't know how to conduct that kind of a conversation. You know, that's a very mature thing to do. I felt really, I felt really great about my letter of resignation and the way I expressed appreciation and things like that. I really appreciate what you've shared about how to conduct a conversation like that as well. Is there anything else that you want to share about this? The other thing about termination or or terminating your employment, resigning, as you said, you know, you could, I, I would give your team leader, department chair and your principal two weeks to a month's notice if you can. But then I would ask them not to say anything and let them know that while you've told them and they can begin to look to fill your position, you do not want this out there for other people to know until you are ready to tell them. And I can tell you from experience, I would highly suggest you not tell people till about two weeks before you're done. When I was a first year teacher, I was hired and came into a position and I thought I had gotten the greatest position in the world. What I didn't realize was that the teacher who had been in that role before me had spent an entire semester telling the students and the staff that she was leaving and that, you know, no one was going to be able to fill that position and they weren't going to find anybody really good. And by the time I walked in the front door as a brand new teacher, smile on my face, ready to take on the world. The first thing I was told by my students, and because they were choir students, they take choir several years in a row, so they had had her before. Well, you're not any good, and we were told if we make your life miserable, maybe the previous teacher will come back. And so I learned very quickly. And I've also watched other teachers um, in my tenure as an administrator share that they were leaving with the staff and the kids, you know, six or eight weeks out. That's a long time, especially for students to have to deal with, well, do you really care if I turn my work in? Because you're not going to be here. You know, it's the end of the year and they'll go, well, but are you really going to grade my papers at the end of the year if you're not going to be here? Uh, it's it's a funny place to put students. Um, it's a difficult place to put staff because they don't know whether to share things for next year with you. If you're resigning at the end of the year, if you're resigning in the middle of the year, oh my gosh. Uh, so you really have to Watch the timing and and be sensitive, um, not only to your needs, but the needs of others. Because if you don't do it at the right time, that will also cast a negative perspective with folks. And they won't speak highly of you after you leave. Well said. Is there anything else? I mean, these are such great examples of what not to do. Is there any anything else that you could share of, you know, here's what to do, or here's some of the best example I've seen, examples that I've seen, ways to keep it classy, any any kind of pro-level tips 
I think, I think as you said, keep it positive, keep it upbeat, um, be honest, be open, be excited about your change. If you're not excited about this opportunity to make a change, to go in a different direction, to take your journey down another path, then maybe it's not time for you to leave. But feel that, portray that, have a plan. As I said, even if your plan is to go home and sit for a month, but you have a plan and you're content with that. And and going with confidence, believe in yourself. One of the things that I've discovered over over 40 years of being in education, educators seem to see themselves as second-class citizens. We're not as good as those people out in corporate because they make more money. We're not as good as doctors and lawyers. We're not as, and we need to believe in ourselves. We need to have confidence and whatever we choose to do, if we do it well, we are a success. So, um, like I say, be professional about it, be positive about it. Um, don't get emotional about it other than being positive and be ready for some pushback. And what you do with that is you smile and you nod and you say, oh, thank you for your support. And because the pushback is they want you to stay. And so you thank them for their support, but you continue to move on. I love that. That's excellent. Thank you for your support. What a great line to say. I also love how you expressed being successful is not about what you do, but it's about how you do what you do. That's fantastic. So great. I am also thinking about there's a member of our community and our, our former teacher community. And she, um, she went into instructional design and she resigned halfway through the year and she let her administration know in advance. I, I just think this is one of the best examples that I know of. She let her administrators know in advance, was very gracious and expressed appreciation. She also then got the resources, curriculum and things in place for the incoming teacher and talked with that teacher and just kind of created a really great runway for that teacher to enter with. And this wouldn't be appropriate in all circumstances, but she actually came back into the classroom every now and then for kind of a read aloud and supporting the students in different ways, just really keeping great positive relationships. Again, that part of coming back into the classroom, not all next teachers would appreciate that, um, but but it worked really well. They, they worked extremely cohesively. So right. it was a positive experience for everyone. Right. And in that case, by getting things ready for the next teacher, she showed that she truly did care and, and she cared about the students. Yeah. Perfect. So true. So true. Okay, Bonnie, thank you so much for all of these insights. You guys, wasn't this incredibly helpful? I so appreciate Bonnie and everything that she has shared. Some of the things that I really, really love from this episode are the fact that she talks about these things that not many people talk about and that she's talking about it from having been on both sides of the table, right? The resigning teacher, as well as the administrator who is having someone resign. So many important things were discussed in this. And because of everything that she shared in this episode and the season that it is where a lot of resignation starts taking place, 
right now, or if you call it termination of your contract, whatever you call it, because of that, we are adding a section to the membership specifically for how to resign effectively. You're going to have templates that you can copy and paste. You can choose which ones work for your scenario. In that section of the membership, you will also see an image of my actual letter of resignation. And we're going to add more images and examples so that you can see them from other teachers as well. There you'll also find examples of text that you can use, copy and paste of what you can communicate to your coworkers if you want to send an email out school-wide and so much more. Really, you guys, you can quit with class. It's not about burning a bridge. It's about building a bridge to your future. This isn't something to feel guilt about. This is something to feel empowered about, that you get to be in charge of your path. It's great. You get to own your own path. I'm here cheering for you all the way. I love seeing the things that you are doing. We're going to have all of this in the membership and more coming your way. If you need anything else, always feel free to reach out to me. This is exactly what we're here for. Okay. So excited about this. Love everything that Bonnie shared in this episode. We are going to have her back on the show for another episode as well, where she is going to be sharing the incredible work that she does now. Yes. Even after she is retired, she's taken her skills and is doing some other exciting things. So stay tuned for a future episode on that and have a great week. This episode may have ended but connecting doesn't have to. Join us on Facebook or Instagram and get the support and inspiration you need in your personal educator path. If you're loving the podcast, help us spread the word. Leave a review or screenshot the episode, share it on social media, and be sure to tag us at Teacher Transition. Who knows? We may even feature what you share on our social media feed too. Until next time, teacher friends, Be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Good luck with the great things you're up to right now and keep looking forward to the amazing things to come.